Hello, and welcome to the Morning Bell podcast, where we interview authors, discuss writing-related topics, and talk about the writing process as a whole. If you want any more information about the Morning Bell and what it is, look up themorningbell.net. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics that you'd like to see discussed, email the co-editor of the Morning Bell, Kezia Lebanski, at the email address kezia at themorningbell.net. Thank you, and we hope you enjoy listening. Hello and welcome to the Morning Bell Podcast. My name is Joel Martin, and today we don't have a guest. It's just Luke, Lucas, and me just having a nice chat about how we've been, what we've been doing for the last year, wrap up about what the podcast has been, what we've been talking about, and, you know, the whole usual wrap-up stuff. That's not to say this is the last podcast, which is the hang-up right here. This is the wrap-up podcast, but we do have one more podcast with a guest, which is sort of a late edition, but we thought you'd like what he's got to offer. So it's more of a podcast about where we can complain about Joel and everything he's put us through this whole year. <laughs> I mean, that that sounds fair, don't you think, Lucas? <laughs> well, considering you spent a good five minutes before telling us that next year we got to dress sharper and wear jackets and shit, I think I think that is a good idea. All right. <laughs> All right, good. I guess I'll just sit back, I'll get my ginger <laughs> and cop, beer. And, and, and cop the abuse. Yeah, and then <laughs> and I'm Lucas, ready for this. And then Lucas can put his phone on silent like a professional goddamn podcast. That's star. right. That's a good idea. It was really good last week. I actually did get a call, but thankfully my phone was under my chair. So I, see, I've had problems this week where I've missed a, a dozen text messages because I always have my phone on silent, you know, because I don't want to bug people, and then I miss it. <laughs> oh, no, I keep my phone permanently on silent. How about you, Luke? Oh, mine's almost always on silent. Oh, man, I think this is... So, like, what... weekends when I decide to turn it on. I think this is what the world has come to. People who have ringtones and personalize their ringtones and then put their phones on silent. Yep. But you won't be hearing this podcast because we have now got it all on silent. Exactly. So, that, we need to figure out what Joel's been doing this week. Sounds yeah. good. What I, has he been doing? I have been coming up with an idea for the podcast. Uh-oh. And then not actually finding one. <laughs> and then don't have a guest. So I guess, you know, it doesn't matter. But what I've been doing is I've been writing and trying to work on a novella. And I'll tell you something. This week's been really difficult for me. For some reason... One, because I've been enduring headaches consistently. That probably doesn't help your writing productivity or just any productivity. Oh, really? How no. the weather? Yeah, it's, it's the weather. Yay. I love hot weather. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's been what I've been doing. I'm trying to struggle my way through a particular novella. Um, and it's often that when you're in a particular piece of writing that you're actually struggling through, you wonder if the piece is actually the problem. If you're wondering that the piece is the reason that it's the problem, or whether it's just all these external factors around you that is, yeah, I, mm. I, I often have that problem, and the first thought is always to throw out the idea yep. and start again, which is, I, I try, I, I say, okay, come back another day, and if you don't think it's gonna work, then start thinking of other stuff. Don't shove mm. it completely. I always do, though, yeah. and then some other stuff. See, yeah, that's been how I'm at at the moment, because I have a particular ideal and goal, and it's not like I, I pant my way through the entire thing. I have a I have a 
pretty okay structure of where I want the story to go. Is this part three your, your series or is this something new? This is, um, so I've, the Daniel Roth Mysteries is the crime novella series that I've... Oh, so it's another one of those? Yeah, so I finished the first, what I'm calling season, because I structure it in terms of that. Yeah. Uh, so the first season is three novellas, and now I'm working on the second season. Mm-hmm. So the character himself has gone through a bit of a journey. You've developed his character enough. Now, the thing that, if if we were to compare it to TV, for instance, the thing that I often hate in TV is when characters don't change. And I've said this like numerous times, when character development doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Because you want this show to keep going, you keep the character, whoever it is, at a plateau. But in this particular thing, because it's writing, because you can be a lot more creative with things, um, I think... What I'm trying to do is he does change, but here's here's the catch twenty two. You don't want to cha- him to change too much and therefore alienate the people who did like his personality to begin with, and you don't want to make it seem like that change is not natural. Mm-hmm. You don't want to make it like that change isn't what that character would do anyway. I think what I've seen in a lot of TV seasons, anyways, if that's what you're aiming for a parallel on, is that. Um Characters tend to have different plateaus. So the first plateau is first season. The next plateau is another yeah, season. That's right. Then maybe it goes a long way down to a low plateau for the fourth, etc., etc. Yeah. So it kind of sticks it for the season. Maybe not the whole season. Like maybe like yeah, part of it and then he cuts. But, but, but the um, season has a particular theme that it likes to push. And yes. then the next one has yep. another that it likes to push. Whether it's yeah. a good theme or a negative theme or a neutral theme. that Yeah. The character becomes an alcoholic for, him. A, for yeah. a trend. And then he goes and yeah does something else or... Mm. Yeah, so in this particular one, it's about the character who's who's disabled, but who has a particular um, willingness to now want to be active and not instead of being a reactive character all the time, which he was in the first, mm-hmm. to actually try and cause change in the world. But I'm trying to make that as subtle as possible and trying to make that as natural as possible because for a character who is fairly apathetic and who I want to keep that because that's part of his sarcasm and his charm you don't want to get rid of that completely so anyway this one's proving to be quite difficult but i feel like if i can crack the nut with this first novella it'll be easier for the next yeah two. so basically mm. you want a wiseacre who but is still growing as a person yeah because you because you don't want i guess what you're not going is the yeah a completely unlikable protagonist which is um fine yeah it can work yeah Obviously, don't want to. Yeah, um, not in this case, no. Which, yeah, that would be hard. So, sorry, sorry, I don't have any great ideas for you. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that is tricky, Joel. But it, <laughs> it is a bit of a conundrum that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm dealing with at the you moment. You need to throw in another character, a character in the mix that'll. There's push a lot of characters. No, it's a very specific secondary mm. to main character. It can be an antagonist yeah. if you have to, yeah. but somebody who can push him, who makes him uncomfortable yeah and forces some change forces some change that's often the way that my novellas go in the end <laughs> it's like i'm trying to do this intense character study i'm like damn it's not working villain time and i'm like pop him <laughs> in or it could be mentor or whatever it is um with this particular one in in the uh, i like the fact that i'm just sprucing my novellas in this intro it's very interesting Great. um I forget to spruce them at the end yeah don't forget to check them out on amazon.com and you can look them <laughs> up and find them and buy them uh but yeah, and, and I think even though it's a challenge, I think I will enjoy it in the end. When Once I get through this first one, which is really difficult. And mm. it's not the first time I've scrapped a, a novella and been, you know, um, oh, I, I just don't think this idea works, and then I just rewrite. So we'll see how that goes. But that's been 
my week. Luke, let's find out what you've been doing. Are you Ooh, going to say gee. work, work, work? I'm going to say work, work, work. And then I'm also going to say that I've actually done something that you, you would have thought I would, would have done a fool like 10, 20 years ago. Your tax returns. <laughs> Close enough. Um, getting involved in forums. That is oh my goodness. scary stuff, man. That sounds scary. <laughs> it is I'm, really scary. I'm, gradu- I'm gradu- like going, graduating, I, yeah. Gradu- I graduated from Reddit Lurker. <laughs> to Reddit poster. Like occasionally. Uh-huh. Just sele- not not indiscriminately. I have three <laughs> posts. One is self uh, of like self promotion. Uh, no self publishing one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Close enough. The cricket one. Okay. And the bad movie one. Okay. The bad movie one. I've done reviews, I posted them, got some nice feedback. All three uh, interests that you like, yeah. Yeah, these are three things I like. Self publishing. Okay. I'm in I'm technically independent publisher. Yeah. You know. But small small press. So it's you get and with experience, you know, at the morning yeah. bell. So I can help as long as well as mm. like questions. You know? I st- I started a, a, f- a fantasy cricket league with including <laughs> people on it on Reddit. That's Strange. <laughs> that um, sounds very strange. It is the the big bash. You know the one. There's one on the twenty two. Yeah, 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 coming yeah. up, and it's going to be interesting. Maybe because, but it's a nice community as far as Reddit on Reddit. Goes. Really, a cricket community on Reddit. Yeah, a nice cricket. Community. Nice, I know, I know, right? Nice ish. Nice ish. Nice ish. Wow, this sounds uh, like more friendly Utopia. ribbing than outright bad spirited. Yeah, ribbing. Oh, uh, except maybe the Indian fans. Yeah, it's got to But the things forums. I like, they got these match threads. So for for each, each international match, so you'll have mostly the fans for those countries. Yeah, so yeah. you got the Australian guys. You can talk about the Australian domestic because, you know, you got the New Zealand fans talking about. You the got tests. the New Zealand. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And they that's a friendly rivalry. Mm-hmm, that one's part. fine. Yeah. Australia, India, not so much. Not so much, for example, yep. or. Pakistan and India, or you get the picture. I like the fact this has devolved <laughs> further from the forum thing to now talking about critic, uh, cricket, 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 critic. There you go, uh, cricket rivalries. Well, I just need just for the non-sports fans, you know, it's like, this is what I've been. This is what I've. It's not been that bad. Has it been all right for you? Your what? forum posting. Your forum posting. Oh, my the forum. I love this segue. Great. It's good. <laughs> my, my forum posting's been great. <laughs> What's it's mostly what, it's on? What is it? Uh, it's specifically on a uh, game forum, so it's yeah. not that um, specifically. What do you call it? General, yeah, or um, anything like that. But it's it's been good because there's a lot of creative feedback that's going into it. Mm-hmm. So there's like lengthy creative posts. So is this like devs talking to the community? Something kind of about thing? that. Or just the like community. That. Yeah, talking. it's more it's more just community at the moment. But um, yes, yeah, like devs and um, community can come up with really. Good constructive ideas, feedback on yeah. it. It's it's like an editing process. Almost. So how does this feel from you working in game development to now commenting on forums on another company? I prefer it. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't have to take my... the flack, obviously. Well, I wouldn't mind taking the flack, to yeah. be honest. I wouldn't mind taking the flack. I should have given being, you my job, though. And being the person <laughs> yeah, who's like, oh. I, I, wouldn't, I really love like a community manager kind of sort of that. It's non-fiction, which I can, I can handle in that kind of sense. Yeah. But what talking to human beings? Talking, I can handle talking to human beings <laughs> on a forum. I can construct non-fiction yeah. thoughts, yep, but yep, I can't yep. write non-fiction, as in 
as a medium. As a medium. Yep. Yeah, I know what you mean. So it's probably like the, my favorite. You're a good communicator. It's my favorite area of um, mm. nonfiction, really. Mm. The actual communication with people. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm. It'd be great if I get a job in that, but I know it's just forum writing at the moment, so yeah. it's nothing. Community management. Nothing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. the 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 um the actual community helps, particularly if you're you're being like a, a moderator or a leader in that group. If they're acting like human beings, it's great. I know you've had some bad experiences, Joel, with working on the, the, the game uh Legends of Isenwald where people have not been great human beings. <laughs> Sometimes there's always those people. They they always, exist. they always exist. I think the larger the the forum, mm. the more likely there is to be garbage. Steam, yeah. mm. which this was on, oh, primarily, is big. Uh, so there's some great. There's a. It's a real mixed bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for example, of this YouTube, yep, is a shithole. Yeah. Where much. you can put words. Yep. And the <laughs> comment section, the videos, you know. I understand fine. completely when <laughs> creators actually turn their comment sections off. Yeah. Because I'm just like, yep, I understand exactly where you're coming from. Yeah. Being there, done that. You know, um, it was interesting, off topic, but interesting anyway, when we were moderating the... Um, what topic? We, hmm? What? What, to- what topic? <laughs> oh, sneaky, sneaky. I mean, it's end of year roundup. We're just chatting about our year, really. This is about our year, kind of. That's about it. Closer? <laughs> Yeah, I just kicked my bloody microphone. We oh, are being okay. so professional. I thought we're gonna be less, more professional than the last time it was the three of us. Wrong. Nope. Nope. No topic. No. Nope. No. But uh, getting Later. off the non-topic, it's mm. uh, when we Luke and I worked on Letters and Eisenwald for editing and you know text for the most part, and I was writing story and stuff like that for them. And I, yeah, it wasn't my job to moderate the forums. Mm. But you know, you, you're a dev. You're working on something. You want to go in and see mm. what the community has to say. My boss is probably one of the most um, – he has a great tolerance for people. I think he he's amazing. Like when it comes to uh, communicating with people on forums or whatever, he his skill is beyond any other dev I've seen, for sure. He's not just because he's my boss. But like honestly, <laughs> that is one class A skill because I went on there. And I get a bit smarmy, I think, which is a bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, but when you have comments like, oh, you know, I think your work is cancer or whatever like that comments you get those mm. are the ones you can ignore easy enough yeah it's the ones that try to be intelligent or try to be critical mm-hmm. constructively and often you often hear people say like no we just like comments to be constructive they don't have to be you know no because actually those are the ones you get your back up the most as a content creator because they're the ones that like because they're being uh, constructive but wrong yeah like i have a phd in writing and i want to tell you why you're wrong do not start your sentences like that. No. They're actually uh, if really you were, bad. Hey, if they were a real PhD, they'd know when you workshop, you start with something nice, then you dig into them. Yeah. And then you finish <laughs> with something nice. <laughs> and I think you're right. It should be fired. Like, that's the point where I'm like, okay, let me respond to this and be like, thanks for enjoying Legends of Risenwald! Exclamation mark. I hope you've had a great day. Thank you for your criticism. Exclamation mark. We'll get we'll back take, to you. We'll get back we've, to you. We've, we've, we've uh, decided to implement it. <laughs> That's exactly what I do. And it's a little... It makes me feel better, obviously, being like that. I know it's not necessarily very good, but... I can remember, and I'm th- pretty sure it's still up, last year, last year, I wrote a piece on uh, on the Morning Bell blog about Gamergate. Yeah, I remember if this. If you don't know what Gamergate is, Google it. Yeah, and you'll, re- you'll to read have up. your blood boil. There's Basically, a lot of stuff. Yeah. it's 
there's a there's a lot of gamers being misogynistic buttholes. That's yeah, mas- masquerading as something about ethics and yeah. journalism. It's a really weird argument where you have a legitimate argument clouded by bad on every side. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I wrote a piece about it. Someone who um to then had a big big long response mm. like countering me but at the same time proving all my points about the dicks. <laughs> And, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. also, and this was like I didn't want to. I wanted to be professional, but it was addressed to Mel, one of the one of the other editors. Like she wrote it, she didn't. I did. Okay. So I could start off by being a sarcastic dick. Yeah. So hey, it's Lucas here. I'm the one who wrote the article. So and I can't remember what I actually wrote, but I basically went into to, to, to reinstate my point politely. But in a way, it was kind of smarmy. Yeah. There was no response. I feel I won that. <laughs> it's it's weird. Internet interactions often, uh, and this is an argument that I've had with a lot of people, even when it comes to writing and when it comes to putting your work, whether it's ebooks or whatever out there, mm. uh, it's, um, you have to understand that people are going to be like this no matter what. And sometimes it's better off not responding whatsoever. Don't take my example of like what I just told you of what I did. Don't take that and do that. Because often that is not a good way to respond. It's best to either try and find something worthwhile in the argument. If you cannot, don't respond. There's actually a lot of power in not responding to people. And mm, yeah. sometimes when you do have a valid point and you want to state things quite clearly, it is good to respond. So with all those things said, like sometimes when you get criticisms, and, and I was reading this really good article about this um, writer who put up a book and uh, he had a really bad review on, on Goodreads. Uh, this this person, you know, lambasted him about whatever. And then he responded in this really emotional way where he's like, you're actually hurting my sales by posting this comment. You know, I'm a writer. I've got, you know, I've got to support my, et cetera, et cetera. And he was being really emotional about it. And people after that were like, well, wow, that's a really weird thing to do. Why would you say that? And, like, <laughs> and people started commenting about the comment and detracting away from his book. Yeah. The best thing would have been to let it go. Yeah. And then when there are other more, more positive reviews... Respond to those. In between it, you can just kind of let it those more speak for themselves. Exactly. Or did it gain the publicity? Well, I mean... Do you remember the name of the book? No. Well, there you go. There's your answer. <laughs> I, did, I don't you remember. You do remember the conversation. <laughs> I remember the conversation simply because I knew what not to do. Oh. Uh, yes. Not because I've I remember the book. I've seen some terribly, you know, examples of people just flat out abusing people yeah. uh, who, who've criticized them online. And that, and and you see, it seems simple, but the best way to go about having, like, having people be, have a better community is to not, have your company or you as a writer not be a dick. Yeah. It's really... Don't it, antagonize yeah. them. Yeah. Be... It seems like the worst idea yeah. ever. It's... Because it does factor into some people's purchases. Yeah. Or I, non-purchases. I, I, I believe that, yeah. I personally couldn't care less. Yeah, neither do I. Um, you know, you find, oh, this musician was a psycho. They did this. You know, John Lennon hit Yoko Ono. It's like, I don't. That's great. Yeah, it's like I don't. They weren't. Their personal lives is devoid of their the, creative got, lives. Exactly, for the most they're people. separate. For most people, that's how it is. You know. So John Lennon was a, a, a dick. You know. 
that doesn't stop me from listening to Sergeant Pepper's, you know. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's, it's the same as like, oh, I, I don't mean, like Tom Cruise as a person, so I don't watch yeah, exactly. his movies. Well, it's then like, don't go and have lunch with him. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> there's a very big difference between watching his movies and that. But Unless, of course, their terrible attitudes are projected their onto movies, their art. Which can happen. Yeah, which can, which happen. can, and then that's different. Yeah. Then you say, I don't like the art because it says this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of an example. I'm sure there's some there's examples of. I'm sure there's extreme examples, but but, but like, they, but they like okay, non-example. Tom Cruise, he never done a film about Scientology. <laughs> uh, for what? the casual listener, we have moved on to a section more about communication and literature in general. There you go. Hey, look at this look guy. Look at this. Making it professional. I like this, Luke. You should take this role on more often. <laughs> I can just see you despairing. And, like... Despairing. And... <laughs> Where oh, have is... we gone? <laughs> this is helpful, isn't I think it? this is a pretty good section, though. Really? Like, yeah. I mean... Communicating from writers to an audience is probably one of the most interesting things. And we were talking to one of our guests about this as well. Um, writing is... Uh, writing has become so much more of a social experience than it used to be. Writers are now engaged with their communities to the point where it's almost uncomfortable for some yeah. writers. Yeah, a lot the, of writers. This a writer. lot of writers, yeah. <laughs> There's only a few writers who are just the, well, social they picked up writing because they were social. Yeah. And yeah. What about the, where, where are the Franz Kafkas now? You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. They, uh, Instead, we have football people writing books. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We have people. My who... life is a football player. <laughs> yeah, we have politicians <laughs> writing about it. We've got everybody writing who are public figures and therefore relate to them as a public figure first. I can't quite read, but I can see the biography section. Yeah, I can as see well. the biography. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right the yeah. only one, who, who can I see? Jeremy Clarkson? Oh, he's an actual. Uh, he does his. I see First World War. That's not a person. Yeah. Um, Eddie. Eddie who? Hope it's not Maguire. You see our point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and John Cleese. Oh, that's good. He's a and people writer. becoming more communicative with their audiences is something that also puts up really big barriers because people reveal who they really are, which is a bit of a problem because some people don't like their personality. And then you get into really weird clashes of it's like, oh, this is your political, religious, ideological stance on something, so I don't like you because of X. That's a really... I don't know. I think that's a very immature way of looking at art. Really immature. A problem, um, is, again, is that mm-hmm. controversy sells. I so think if you're constantly out there, if, if there's like forums the, full of people saying, don't buy X book, everyone hears the title. Yeah. <laughs> there is two, there's there's two ways of looking that, yeah. There's two ways of looking at that. There is the classic, which you're going, no publicity is bad publicity. Yeah. But then if you're, say, directly offending what is the kind of people who are your audience. Yes. You got a problem. You have... A, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, um, that's a huge problem. It, it is. So if you if you alienate your fan base... Oh, certainly. Then, yeah, you got to, then you're basically... Then, drops, then you're basically going to level them and then for the other people who pick that up, like, oh, this guy's actually all right. You will have not... The, you were not caught up all the... All and it the also depends on the type of criticism you are leveled. So, for instance, oh. it's like, I don't like this guy because he's brown. Like, then you're going to get good That's controversy. No, that exactly. is good controversy. But that is good controversy. And then you stand up and like, well, because it'll spread. Because That's a dumb spread. thing. That's a uh, really yeah, dumb thing to complain about, so then it'll spread. But if, you're, if you say to somebody, well, I just think this content is really bad because it's poorly edited XXXX, which are not even subjective things, but objective. Yeah. 
then you've got a problem. Then that's not controversy anymore. Yep. That just becomes bad, negative press. Yep. And that's happened to, and we were talking about video games earlier, and it's a very clear example for me because I was in that industry. And when you have a, a, a negative piece written about your game that is that sounds objective, even mm-hmm. though really a lot of criticisms are subjective, um, people will view it as that. And when you have numbers at the end of articles that tell you what rating a game is, like two out of four or whatever, then you're going to have people judging you on that basis. So yep. controversy question mark it depends on the type yep it definitely depends it also is it depends on what it is compared to what you write the more the broader your audience more family friendly your audience the less you can get away with exactly mm. yeah um if you're already a niche weird audience then you, you can if get you away do with quite a lot okay. yeah, yeah. Then yeah i'm just trying to think of well. specific examples um like let's say who's popular Who's a real who's a real popular person? Uh what's his name? Captain Kirk wrote books. Uh what's his name? Ah, I forgot the actor. What are you talking? Captain Kirk I from think, Star yeah. Trek. What's his name? Uh no, like, But the actor, he kept author. writing books. He, he wrote books and he was a terrible what? author, but people Who, bought his Shatner? books. Yes. But people bought his books because Okay, Dan Brown. There we go. There's one. I don't okay. know if he's still that, writing books, a, but that. if he if he makes That's a blue, based on personality. Going back to Captain Kirk for a second. Yeah. That's based on his personality. Yeah. That no, is based, based on, on his writing being right? terrible. Hang on. Oh, sorry. The, the, the selling? Yeah, like people only read, like they still read William Shatner because he's like, well, he's William Shatner. Of course, you're going to yeah. read his stuff. Going back to the, the yeah. Yeah. Okay. If, say, Dan Brown um, yeah. makes, a st- uh, say, some kind of controversial statement, he's going to get a lot more shit in it than, say, Brett Easton mm. who we know is a terrible, pr- seems like a pretty terrible person writing very dark kinds of books mm. and it wouldn't matter it's like yeah that's him you know that's him yeah no it's like this isn't true but you know Brett Easton says homophobic comment it's like yeah it seems about right I'm gonna continue reading his books yeah because Dan Brown is homophobic <gasps> yeah He's... like see see if Dan Brown like with the whole Catholic Church controversy thing right oh yeah good like, controversy that's, that's good controversy because yeah. that's so Piss off church. Really, if, if the Catholic Church didn't want people to read about the book, they wouldn't have said anything, honestly. Because that's your example of controversy to sell. And Dan yeah. Brown sold. It was a I good example, I Is Yeah, it is a good example. Is because that sold incredibly well. I only heard about it because of the controversy. Yeah, and then yeah. he read it like, this garbage. Actually, I, didn't <laughs> read it. I read the first like couple pages. And I'm like, this is stuff I am not interested in at all because the writing seems kind of weird. <laughs> Yep. So I'm not gonna write. Read it. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. It didn't change. It didn't get better. No. With angels and ghosts. No. Nope. Whatever it's called. No. Uh, angels and ghosts. And angels album. and demons. Angels and demons. Yeah. I think that was the one I read. Yeah. And I was like, ah. Uh, yeah. This is kind of badly written. Yeah. It's like and you don't want to be the guy shitting on the popular thing, but yeah, it's happened I so think, often. I, th- I think now. you can get away with it now because, especially if you're going up against Dan Brown, I mean, he's not exactly. People are not going to hold him up to be the second coming, so you can go after him without no, especially, you too know, much. But if you think about who's been popular recently, people who, and I quote Stephen King, <laughs> cannot write their way out of a paper bag. He's talking about Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he said about her? Really? Wow. <laughs> oh, that seems a bit. I harsh. bet you they're not going to show up on an interview together. Then <laughs> you reckon she cares you... too much? Uh, maybe. I, I think. I think not. Would I you? Think the answer would you was be not. upset, Luke, if Stephen King said you couldn't write out of a paper bag, and you like Stephen King? Depends if you like Stephen yeah. King. I think you'd be upset. <laughs> Look, I'd be I'm pretty upset if, if Michael Ry- uh, Ma- okay. Matthew Riley said that. 
take. Like, if I... If... Well, it'd be different if, say, I could then go and cry into a swimming pool full of money. <laughs> <laughs> like Stephanie Meyer. Hey, hey, don't give me this argument of be like, oh, because they're rich, they can be criticized. No, no, That's no. That's a bad No, argument. but I mean, she would take it less personally. Well, yeah, because if you're successful as a writer, you're not going to take it as personally. Oh, I don't believe that. If somebody puts your writing down. I don't believe that. I think if someone you respect Maybe, puts your work yeah, down, I think if contem- she respect- a contemporary, yeah, if somebody so if like your peer or something, if Anne Rice said that, maybe it, it would be bad for her. Yeah, you know. But I, I even hmm. wow, he actually said that. When was this? I hope I'm not misquoting. I'm almost certain that's a real thing that Stephen King said. Okay, well, that's a misquote. We're going to have some controversy because if on this, this is thing a right misquote. <laughs> I mean, we Who might have some controversy to this and like, I love Twilight, you better not speak ill of my Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that, yeah, That's though, more sh- common than you think, though. <laughs> well, no, the, but our audience and then... The, yeah, that's true. My mum doesn't listen to our podcast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she doesn't, otherwise... You've revealed <laughs> a bit too much right now. now I'm almost certain mum doesn't know back how, away. Pod, how podcast works. Back away slowly, Now you've Lucas. also, um, uh, just for the po- the casual listener, I'm sorry if he's just uh, compared you to his mum. That's really... <laughs> what's wrong with my mum? <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. What's wrong with that? Uh, what's happening, Luke? What? You just compared? I can't believe it. You've insulted Luke. Lucas? Lucas's mum. Lucas's mum. My family, it's different. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, look this thing I'm up. Looking, let's move on. Let's, let's move, move on. on. Now we're we? going off rails. Now we're going off very far off the rails, but we'll confirm this towards the end of the podcast. And if it is true, then I'd like to talk about this at some point. Criticism from your peers, and that can actually hurt quite a lot. Even if it is constructive, often. Even if people say, well, I actually don't think your point of view works. So if I actually think, you know, this character is yeah. actually downright garbage, that hurts, even if they mean it constructively. And that's something you just got to build up as a writer. But... That is a subject we need to talk about at another time. Let's move on to What's a again? film and TV discussion. And as it's the end of the year, and as I'm the host, I like to hijack things. <laughs> so we're going to make this a very broad discussion. And I think and it's Joel's actually, actually going to have something to talk about this time. Yeah, <laughs> and, and this is actually a topical discussion. One, because I didn't even plan for this to happen. I know no one will believe me and say, oh, of course the Star Wars movie is coming out, so he's talking about this. It's actually not, and as Luke can um, prove, he's been badgering me about this for badger, 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 badger. Yeah. a lot of years, um, About ever since we met, about watching Star Wars. So and, have I. And so has Lucas, actually, longer. Um, and <laughs> yeah, and, and, I, I just, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, it's never occurred to me, I just didn't really like from what I saw of it. I pretty much know the story without even watching the movie, because the amount of pop culture references about it. But I sat down, half of the podcast and half for my own soul. I wanted to get this <laughs> off my chest and be like, I'm done with this. We can finally chat about this, and we can close the book on Star Wars. So this is uh, the wrap-up. I don't think we'll talk about this again pretty much. Red pen's out. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Getting ready to, to note some stuff down. So I haven't finished the entire series. I've got one left, and that is... Um, Two left. One. Uh, and that is, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not Two out left. yet, so one left. <laughs> I'm not going to see this one. It's probably long. already out in Russia. Probably. They always get it a month earlier than us. Yeah. Um, I, th- I, I think I, 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 I doubt they would, because ma- every movie, trust me, they're out a month not early. I don't think, I think this one, <laughs> this you know how, the how, how they're keeping it on the wraps, every yeah. detail. It wouldn't have. This would leak all over the internet if it did. They yeah. wouldn't want that. 
So with this, anyway, um, I haven't watched, well, Bother one that's coming out recently, I don't even know the name, um, is, wh- what is it called? The, the Jedi's? Uh, <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Thanks. There yes. you go, the Jedi's <laughs> Return. I haven't watched that one, and I'm going to very soon. Okay. But I think we can easily talk about my thoughts about the series. Yes. So, let's actually talk about this. Before we do it, before you launch into that. Yes. Okay, I can't find the one about not being able to write our paper bag, but I have found this quote, maybe it's from the same thing. Yep. Uh, it, it was asked about J.K. Rowling, Stephanie Meyer. said, both Rowling and Meyer, they're speaking directly to young people. The real difference is that Joe Rowling is a terrific writer and Stephanie Ryder can't write worth a damn. She's not very good. I think that's, you paraphrased In fact, well. that is harsh than harsh, what yeah. my one was. can't write worth a damn. So, no mi- so, I did get it right. Huzzah. Let's move on. Star Wars. <laughs> we didn't accuse Stephen King for no reason. Wow. I'd like to talk about that one day. So, there you go. That's a He likes J.K. Rowling, though, so that's... Yeah, we'll, we'll so bring like Stephanie Meyer on the podcast and we'll yeah, have a chat. She'll about flying on a private jet. What she thought about... <laughs> and, and she'll say... Helicopter should be on the roof. <laughs> that's what the noise is. <laughs> There's there a, you go. Oh, she's she's listening. Those those <laughs> yes, the, that's yes. her tears. <laughs> For those of you who can't hear, there are some weird noises in the roof today. Yeah, which is well, it's hopefully possibly due to high winds and yeah, because Melbourne is yeah. dusty and windy today yeah. and very humid. Very Welcome curious. to live recording. So, so let's talk about Star Wars. Where do you want to start? Can I actually? I want to start. Is yeah. Now I believe how it works is. Luke, you recommended watching the prequels first. Of course. Yeah, terrible idea. I I'm just I'm just that's a suggestion and Joel you'll back me up. Don't start with the prequels. Okay, no, no, to start off, you're supposed to say long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. Dun 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 no, it's There was a, a galaxy far away. No, 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 no. There no, was a starts. dude. No, no, I, I, I go. Uh, the prequels were terrible. Thanks, we didn't know that. It, they were bad, Luke. <laughs> all right, all right. Here's the thing. We're actually going to have like a full-on... Uh, full on spat- you start with the good stuff first. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, good. Uh, sorry. That, it, start, start again. Start again. In- long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. There were three movies made by George Lucas, who were, which were actually okay. But then came the prequels in which he forgot all of his own backstory and then made up stuff that seemed really indulgent and self-referential... And then we have the prequels, which are the worst things on Earth. So, let's talk You're about... You're speaking like a true Star Wars fan. Now. I know. I love, I love this. So, the movies... And don't get me wrong. Old-fashioned Star Wars fan. So, yes. don't get me wrong. I think the original films, the three... I haven't watched the, the third one yet. So the two so far for you. The two so far are good films. There's nothing that mind-blowing for me about them. I think Harrison Ford is a great actor. And that is half the reason that mm. I think I'm enjoying the movies. Indiana Jones. Yes, All he's basically again. Indiana Jones in space, and I'm loving it, and it's really fun, <laughs> especially the bit on the console when he's having a chat with the uh, with the Empire and the and the, um, and the Death Star. <laughs> that was a great scene, and that actually made me laugh. Probably the only time. Um, they're actually okay movies. They don't blow my mind at all. Mm. I no. don't think I'm the audience here. Yeah, um, and I think maybe someone. Oh, maybe not. But someone checking them out as an adult, when you when you've gone through all the cinema, the blockbuster mm. cinema history, because I think the older you are and the closer the, you were to a young age when you first Probably. saw it, the the closer it is to your heart, because it's it was one of the very first. In fact, I'd say it was the second after Jaws blockbuster movie. It was my first sci-fi first. There you go. Blockbuster yeah, it was first. most. I think it was Everything. most. For Atmosphere was, perfect it was like for the era. One was of the old, first. Yeah. Your first, like my first see, sci-fi. See, the thing is, 
Lord of the Rings, I watch as an adult. I have a ha- horrible uh, effect of watching films much later than, you know, when they were made. Uh, so you just didn't have any access to any screens or anything as a youngster? <laughs> I lived in a, in a, in a barn um, with Mormons. No, no, I didn't. I <laughs> actually had other blockbusters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that one. Um, no, no, no. I just, for some reason, I ended up watching a lot of Western movies in my childhood and weird. Like most kids. Yeah, like Clint Eastwood shooting people and hang them high. Oh, Midwest. Oh. Midwest yeah, films, yeah. not not Western films. Midwest films. What? No, no Western. <laughs> You're like talking cowboys. Cowboys, yeah, cowboys. Every, all films that you're referencing are Western. Star Wars is a Western film. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. <laughs> oh, okay, so wow. yes, Midwestern films. Oh, Got gotcha no, you now. No, 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 no one no, calls no them Midwestern. No, no, we, no one calls anyway. them that. Anyway, cowboy Western you, movies. You're watching spaghetti Western. Yeah, I love them. That was my childhood, and I watched a lot of other weirder stuff. Like I watched Willow. That was my first George Lucas movie. I watched that as a kid. That is something kids watch. Correct. And I loved it. And it was great and very fun. And even as an adult, I go back and I watch it and I think, that was pretty silly but funny. I go back and watch, now, now I went and watched Lord of the Rings. I think it was one of my, like, I think it's a great adaptation. I don't think it's perfect, but I think it's a fantastic adaptation of the material. And I think they were really, really entertaining films, even though I read the books when I was young. Yes, so mm-hmm. did I. So, I go in in Star Wars, and I'm not giving it a break here. I don't think it deserves a break on the quality of the story. Because I think they're actually kind of okay. That's what I'm saying. I don't think the original films are bad at all. I think they have really very simple storylines. You've got Hero's Quest, uh, Hero's Journey, straight out Joseph Conrad. Bam, there's your movies. Joseph Campbell. Camel. Conrad is a completely different person. <laughs> Not straight out Joseph Conrad. That would be a that would very be Heart different of movie. That would be Heart of Darkness. Um, which is also a good book. Watch Apocalypse Now. Uh, but, um, yeah, so what's the, those three? I don't think I need to comment much about those films. I think they're, they're pretty I think, good. I think everyone's, everyone, the people are like, yeah, we know, Joel. We yeah. know that seems good. Pretty da, much. Da, da, da. But, I th- yeah. And and l- let me bring up some things here. One, there's this, there's some backstory alluded to in, in, um, in this Star Wars, when they talk about Darth Vader and be like, oh, you know, you're the last of your religion, etc., etc. And then you're like, oh, okay, I'm really excited to find out who Darth Vader was in the prequels and all this stuff. And then, oh, I wonder who Luke Skywalker is, you know, who is his parents, and all this stuff is there. So then you think to yourself, well, if I was a person back in those days, I want to go see the origin stories. So what does George Lucas do? So he goes, yes, sir, I can make those prequels coming right up. And he made those prequels and changed the backstory, which is the weirdest decision I ever thought. Like, Princess Leia wasn't a princess. She was just the daughter of a senator um, in, the, in the prequels. Um, and it seemed to me uh, that the first film I liked for two reasons. Well, I liked what I mean by that is Qui-Gon, um, played by Liam Neeson, was a good character. He was a good character that had no real purpose in the film. There wasn't... Uh, he was just a tool to find Anakin. That's it. There wasn't anything about him that was good. Uh, the only reason I probably liked him is because he's Liam Neeson. And because I wanted him yeah, to I think have how a bigger it, shot. It, it, his like, main role was to die. Yeah. Essentially, because that's that's the dynamic. That's yep. the Jedi dynamic. It's the master and, and the... the yeah, the Padawan. And the, and the, and the, and the Padawan, yes. And... So they it's like, well, we can't have a you know Obi Obi One be a loner, yeah, because like he wasn't originally. Who was his mentor? Yeah. And so Qui Gon dies, and he has no 
basically purpose of the film are the Pat best to two die. characters of that film die yep. and Pat die to have mentored Obi Wan. Yes, yeah. and then Obi Wan was a bad character in the number one. He didn't. You were just bad. Number two, Obi Wan's a great character. Ewan right. McGregor plays a fantastic role. Um, Obi Wan's fantastic. One, I didn't like Anakin Skywalker in number one as a child. It wasn't the actor's fault. It was just a terrible role. Even and though the got, lines and the yeah, he got bullied out of existence. <laughs> Actually, that's what well, happened. Out of Hollywood existence, out of not Hollywood. like the world. <laughs> he got bullied out of the world. Pretty sure it's still a lie. Yeah, um, but he yeah out of Hollywood because of that role. And then the Anakin that they picked in number two, they're like, all right, everyone hated the kid. All right, we get this. We'll pick a great actor to be Anakin Skywalker. We'll pick Hayden Christensen. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. So here's a miscast and a half. Hayden Christensen now. This is a true story. He's a good actor now. He's in some films recently. You can watch him. He's actually good. He took a while to mature as an actor, and he's great now. Probably because he got shat on so much for the Star Wars Probably. prequels and Fed Jumper is like, I need to perfect my craft, <laughs> and then he did. I need to get good, and he <laughs> did get good. Um, but not but at that stage. Not at that stage. Anakin was yeah. a He was whiny... a bit of an unknown, but to be fair, so was almost all of the original exactly. Star Wars cast. In yeah. fact, ha- uh, Harrison... Natalie Portman wasn't a... She was a nobody, pretty much, right? Not a nobody. She was bigger than some of the others, I guess. She was a name, because she started young. Yeah, that's true. She was... What was the famous one she was in young? Leon the Professional. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think that, so, so she had, she was the, out of the, I guess those younger, she was the one with the, yeah. so she was like the Harrison Ford. Yeah, pretty much. She was you the know, girl. Whatever, yeah. But, the, and then you have Ewan McGregor whose role is fantastic. I think he's a perfect Obi-Wan. He's so good. Really enjoyable. Really good. He's got the lines. He's got everything. Yes. And then they have. But the thing is, they got all that banter between him and Anakin, and only one half of this gr- of this duo are yeah, any good. Like with Qui Gon and and um, and uh, Obi Wan, Qui Gon was great. Obi Wan was all right at it was that okay. stage. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of all right, but you know, it's something. And then you have Anakin, and then you have Obi Wan. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my! And Obi Wan's got great lines, and Anakin's like, but master. Yeah, but, and the but way why he, did you do that that way? It's like, it's, it's like two <laughs> different people wrote their lines. Yeah, it's like a good writer and a terrible one. Um, and it was it was it was awful. I spent half the movie with my hand my hands going. Luke asked me to watch the prequels first. That yeah. was honestly. I what had I was a feel like when I was younger and I first saw these. You know, you're younger. You have lower standards generally. Yeah, pretty. And much. I wasn't. I think it wasn't until the like the. You, you, I, you I had appreciate met, explosions and fights yeah, a lot more. But I remember once. This was a few years, quite a few years ago now. We did a, a Star Wars marathon just because. Wow. We watched all six mm. in one night. It took all night. Uh, so we started with the originals. Yeah. Fantastic fun. We watched the first one, the the prequels. Uh, yeah. And then it got late. We we got to, the, to episode two. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is awful. Yeah. This is one of the worst romances I've ever seen yep. on screen. I agree. And we were tired. I was like... But we have to push on because, firstly, you don't start something like this and not finish it. Yep. And secondly, the question is: Would you the rather one is a bit better? That? No, exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. We went on. We watched episode three, which is a bit of an improvement. Yeah, we were very tired. We went home and went to bed. Yeah, feeling a bit sad about your life. Now, now we know next time we didn't complete the marathon, so it doesn't really count as a marathon. We did complete the marathon. What are you talking about? Six, six. There hey, were only six watched... at the time. Yeah, but hey. you only watched three. 
No, 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 we watched all six. We watched oh. all six. Yeah, it's, okay. it's got halfway through num- movie number five. We regretted it all. Yeah, regret. and then we just pushed on. But oh, regret. because you went the other way around. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you right. went right way around. You mean originals and prequels? The, so the, ca- the way that's correct by canon, that's a thing. Yeah, the, I understand why you would watch the original first as well, because then you don't appreciate the the um, reveals as much. Like you know, the you know, I am your father. Yeah, well, I knew that because I watched the prequels. Yeah, like, exactly. you, you know what I mean. Even though I already knew this in pop culture, it wasn't like a reveal to me. Yeah, it was but one still. of those that still held up. It's like there are some really, you know, like Citizen Kane and Fight Club. And yeah, Mo- they're revealed. And Memento. That... Like, I watched all three of those. Yep. Knowing the twist ending. They were, I liked them all anyway. Yeah, because exactly. Because it was more to them than just then the finding twist. out the things. And if and, and if just important. finding that out and then the movie is ruined... Was the movie that good, in good be- to, to to begin with? The only other problem is if you started with. I know this is going completely off <laughs> the real thing. If you, if you started with the the originals, mm. then you already know what's going to turn out from episode three. But you already know what's going to. You already turn know out who's going to you... survive. You but... already know which people have come through because you've got names. You already know like everything, so you don't even need to watch them. That's if you actually this don't is know just anything this about is just a, same thing. It's around. This is just an issue with pre- with with the idea of a prequel in general. Yeah, really. But generally, what happens is, and this is, I guess, why the original first. You watch the original ones. You gain the interest. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you want to know what happened, happens. How and then you watch the backstory that happens. It's not because you're interested in the spoilers. You're more interested in how they get there. How Ex- they get? How did Obi Wan mm. get where he was? How did um, yeah? Luke and this is the same with be... any yeah prequel. Mm. There's no no one does a prequel to a book or film or whatever that no one cares that much about. Yeah, you know, it only matters if you enjoyed the main it's what, material. Yeah, it's what you do is when you've exhausted the material. So okay, that's to, a bit cynical. But you can... Back back <laughs> to mine. Back to you complaining. Yes, and so then I went to number three. Uh, I think I covered number two pretty well. I hated Anakin. I thought Obi-Wan was good. It stinks. stinks. Next. The story was real bad, in my opinion. Nobody likes anything to do with trade federations, ladies and gentlemen. Who knew they actually make up the most boring plots in the universe? There's a reason reason why that stuff's usually left out of (laughs) sci-fi films. If if you were trying to do some intense character development and how um, politics works and the way the Empire is encroaching on the freedom of... Like if you could have some sci-fi that was like an allegory for modern politics. Yeah, yeah. I'd watch that. Whatever. But if you've just got like bug-eyed aliens talking about stuff and people with lightsabers, you don't care about the Trade Federation. So number one was bad. Number two is getting on the way to being one of my worst films of all time. Because of Anakin. Some, I need to show you some he terrible was a, films. He was, <laughs> he was a huge problem. I think it's too hard to say it's one of my worst films of all time. I think it's just a bad movie. Then I got to number three. And here's where it got interesting. Not in a content perspective, but what I thought about the entire prequels. Um, Anakin didn't improve. Who knew? Uh, but that was expected. That yes. was expected. Yep. Um, it proved as a character. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess he does. Ma- he makes the. This is like the way it's like. So after two films are faffing about, this is when he becomes the bad guy. Yeah, and then you uh, realize that him transforming into a bad guy is this long, drawn out emo stage of existing in the world. And him having this real. Weird complex of the Jedi Council not liking him and like weird stuff like this, which makes no logical sense on a character development standpoint. There's no logic to this. You could just say he's insane. 
but you didn't in, you didn't start the story or you didn't start any dark side stuff with him. You didn't be That's like. What I mean, it wasn't like there was no. It didn't start when you first met the character. Yeah, and then grow and grow and grow. Nothing, 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 nothing. There's no telling grew. that this guy's bad. Then at number three, it's just like, no. I hate it, I think I th- basically it's always like you know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just not. Gonna we don't make need this to plausible. say anything. Yeah, we don't need to make it plausible. Yes, you do. And then <laughs> who knew? So then you have this problem in number three, where you have a character who is so uninteresting to watch, who is practically half the movie. And that's really hard to, to buy. Uh, Obi-Wan's still good. There's no change in that perspective. He's still fine. Um, the romance is still just as awful as it was uh, in number two. Uh, and the only bit that I like, spoilers, but hey, the film's been out for even longer than I care. When Anakin becoming Darth is scraping his way up from the lava pits after doing something very stupid instead of just hopping onto the bank he does a barrel leap over he wants it so he can slice his legs and arm off he then like like so you liked him but nearly dying the bit when he was crawling up to Obi-Wan yelling I hate you was the most powerful bit of the entire film because it showed actual emotion for once in my life. I saw this character showing emotion, and you could see the rage and how much he despised this character. Besides the fact that there was no actual story reason for him to hate I was the about character. To say, uh, take a, <laughs> don't just forget the fact that there's not a lot of reason, reason for him to hate Apart everyone. from him having no reason, it was just a good performance. And it was a great sense that this character has some resentment in him against Obi-Wan. It was a fantastic piece of filmmaking. That was what I took from it. Really good when he got his face burnt off. I was like, yay. We don't actually get to see this character's face anymore. And <laughs> then he becomes Darth Vader. And no. <laughs> I like how you're pretty much been out of the entire Star Wars loop. Yeah. But you've picked up on all the good and bad bits. But straight away, you know, particularly the bad bits. Very obvious. Like, And the yeah. good bits... I'm skimming over in the prequels. There were good yeah. bits in there. There was. I think when I'm thinking the good bits, like what you'd like about the original ones, you know. Yeah, there was cool things about like the Jedi Council was cool. I liked all that. There was way too much about this. Uh, I don't know. They could have gone so much somewhere a lot cooler with Qui Gon, like him being more of an outsider and having this. Uh, and and this is where my topic goes. And first. Uh, I'm going to say this, and then you can both comment on what I thought about it, and Luke can open up with why he thinks I'm wrong. Um, uh, to me, this is a problem of narrative indulgence from the writer. So this is what I'm talking about. When a writer gets so wrapped up in what he thinks is good and right, and he doesn't have outside opinions or outside forces that are holding him back and saying, this is a good idea to do, this is not a good idea to do, this is a good idea to do, and that sense of collaboration, especially in filmmaking, is necessary. With this, it just seemed like I have a world that I want to explore and be really, you know, frilly about that idea and not actually nail down good storytelling to me. Seems like all world building and no story. It's like the opposite of what we were talking about before getting handed by people on the internet. Yeah. And there was a thing where recently George Lucas was like, oh, would you ever want to go back to the franchise? And he was like, oh, people give me too much crap over what I did and you can't experiment anymore. People are just mean. Like, I'm paraphrasing. This is... And I I've, imagine I, he had that turn of voice, though, <laughs> when he was talking. And I, and I thought to myself, wow, you, you don't actually realize that 
it has a huge emphasis of how you create a story and how you actually write it. Your writing is important. You cannot expect someone to enjoy a film that is is actually not very well made. Okay, so this is all my criticisms. Mm-hmm. Luke, my turn. Okay. I have I have basically no, I dropped been, the Titanic. I haven't been writing all all these down, so I'm just gonna have to go from memory. Yep. Uh, first of all, we can take it all the way back to Indiana Jones, the first one. And you've got ten minutes to do all these. And we can say that <laughs> Indiana Jones was probably the starting element where it was all world building, and the character was nothing in the story. Indiana Jones can be completely cut out of the film. Same exact result. We've already seen that indicated and talked about elsewhere. Hmm. So Lucas already has this um, sense of building something and like a per- people that people that are interesting characters, even though they aren't necessarily useful mm-hmm. uh, and very cool characters yeah. who, again, maybe have no impact. Um, so I guess a lot of what I've taken from the Star Wars series has always been about the world building, the, um, to a point, the story, but it's only basic story. It's, it's very... It's a thread. Uh, it, it's the, um, the, the mood, the atmosphere, everything else that the sci-fi world has brought together. But I'm and, like, mm-hmm. about I'm just having a fear that we're just going <laughs> to get caved in. But uh sorry. Uh what was I going to say? The mood. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about what you actually found in that mood because the prequels to me were just bland. They didn't have a mood, you know? Prequels, they didn't have atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Prequels themselves it was about the variety of life as mm. well as like the the sort of well, first of all you got Coruscant which is this giant place which is absolutely full of everybody and it's Kind of an ideal kind of world, world which, that you pick up from in Mass Effect. You pick up which, in all other sci-fi Which you only get to experience in one particular building and never get to see the whole planet. You, <laughs> uh, like, that's not true. In all the other episodes, you see different like lanes and no, different places. He, he only goes on a chase to find Jango Fett for some reason, who's a Kiwi, by the way, which is a big fan <laughs> of. Uh, and I was like, what? Is that in New Zealand? <laughs> um, so that came out of the blue yeah, for me. Yeah, turns out every stormtroopers storm are, are Kiwis. Kiwis. There you go. We do take over the world. So, mm-hmm. that was the only scene where I saw anything else of the world. Like, he went on a chase for Django Fett, went into a bar to find um, that assassin. That was it. Yep. Oh, see, this is where it's... Um, this is where it becomes more tricky for people who are just coming into the, mm. the world, for instance. Because if, if you've been following the series for a while, um, you've got all the different um, graphic novels, mm. all the different um, series, like just regular comic yeah. series all the different books that are set in it, and they've all got like these huge big displays of the places and the and everything in Coruscant, all the different races that have been set up in the, the trilogy. Um, so what he's done is, as I said, he's a really good world builder. He's already put this huge place together, which other writers and authors under under his direction have built stories and and conflicts and everything else inside. And that, that may, is why I think he's more of an artist than a writer. I think, I, and you know what? That makes that, sense uh, yeah. because what the difference is between the, the one main difference between the originals and the prequels is George Lucas wrote direct all of them. Yeah, that's right. And he clearly needs writers, collaborators. Yeah, hmm. Lawrence Kasdan uh, yeah. being a very famous name. Um. Basically, you know, that's that's it, I guess. And of yeah. course, he's more, more or less retired to that, so I guess he can't do much with that now. Yeah. Except his base, where he has this world now, and a whole a bunch of people 
uh, are now doing something with it with the new yeah, one. Yeah, something with it. And, and it's, it's been, there's some really good writers have been involved in the Star Wars Expanded Universe. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. Sh- see, so the thing that good, is interesting yeah? to me is the Expanded Universe is more interesting to me than what he did in the prequels. Mm-hmm. Because the prequels, and, and I don't think you have to know anything about a world or a universe to enjoy a piece of anything. Mm-hmm. No, in fact, you shouldn't have to Yeah, you know shouldn't have stuff. to rely on some, so, like, a world that is rich mm-hmm. to tell a good story. Mm-hmm. You need to have a good story. And the prequels, mm-hmm. to me, cut out that, right? You don't see anything of Coruscant because it's not told in the storytelling. Yep. You just know that it's a home of the Senate. <laughs> For a person that knows anything, nothing about Star Wars, I'm like, well, the Senate's there, ladies and gentlemen, and nothing else. Great. It's the camera of the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, you just have these pods in the Senate. With, and, and by the way, the Senate there is actually really w- not very well done. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean that weird thing where there's no ground and stuff? They're yeah. all in pods. They're all in pods that look really scary. And the fact that it Yoda and scary, Palpatine have a slinging shit. match at the end was funny because I think people were complaining enough about the Senate that they just threw the Senate at each other, <laughs> which was funny. Um, and then Yoda, for some reason, just ups and quits. And he's like, well, I'm out. And Because I had to fulfill his arc. Like, yeah. Has he become a nutter? Yeah, well, how does he, he just, become crazy in a he, swamp? He just, he just moves to a swamp and the craziness happens. Well, if you live all by yourself in a swamp for like... 200 years well it's not 200 years but any number of years you're gonna go a bit nuts so that's true it was his self, kind of, self-imposed it was, it was kind but of, it, the, the whole bit like how he, the fight went down he's such a different character to yeah alright some more bugs yep. to pick on before you continue but just one I know I'm interrupting but just one thing <laughs> uh, Count Dooku who's probably the main antagonist of number 2 mm-hmm. you'd say um, cuts off Anakin's uh, arm yep. and then completely does away with Obi-Wan because they're both like trash and he's like I can destroy everyone because lightning and then you get the fact that he's really powerful mm-hmm. and then he fights Yoda and he's like wow even even Yoda can't like beat him right and then in number three in five minutes Anakin beats him and you're just you're a bit surprised because that fight just goes down and he loses in the most unspectacular way Possible. It's not like Anakin drew up some dark power and overwhelmed him. Nope. Yoda couldn't beat him. And the thing that I don't understand is that if Yoda can beat everybody, he's the greatest swordsman ever, and he can't beat him, then how on earth did he did he do it? It just makes no sense. And it was just story. Um, over, Yoda like, did beat Dooku. What do you mean? No, he didn't. He just ran off. Dooku was just exactly. like, adios, boys, and then jumped in a spaceship and left. Yes. Like, he didn't actually beat Yoda, and Yoda didn't beat him. It was just a stalemate. Yeah, that's, that's, not a, that's, not, that's not a real victory. Okay, trust me. There was no stalemate, but go ahead. Yeah, he, he <laughs> okay. didn't lose. No one died. No one died. That's he what we get in that. And Yoda didn't even, like, have his sword to his neck or anything like that. You know? He didn't win. Yoda Again, just... we're getting the sense that Yoda is a protector, not an aggressor. No, but he didn't even, like, capture him or whatever. Beside the point, what I'm saying is he didn't lose. Yep. He, Dooku didn't lose. He just left. Um, and then he didn't want to risk losing is basically what I got from that. Yeah. The problem is he loses in five minutes at the start of number three. You set up – this is the whole setup and payoff that I talked about a long time ago with Michael Pryor at the very start of this year. Look at what we're doing. We're bringing it back. <laughs> This is a bad payoff. Because there's no setup. There's, yeah. Well, there is a setup. The setup is he's powerful. Dooku's really powerful. Yeah. And then the payoff is that he loses, like, really easily to a character that obviously can't beat Yoda. So, well, 
I think what they're trying to show is like, look how powerful Darth Vader is. Because without, yeah, that, that without, e- without this, even yeah. a training montage. Yeah. <laughs> without, without a well, rocket train. There you miss the, the midsection cartoons, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you've got a problem. You shouldn't here. need to rely on those. And this is the logic here. And mm-hmm. this is, I'm even taking this even a step further, which is probably what they didn't want. Obi-Wan beats... Anakin. At the very start of number three, you do catch Obi-Wan and Anakin talking about things they've done. Oh, no, no. I, I'm, not, I'm not going so past that. Obviously, there's like, time. Multiple there's, years there's of wars and stuff and that has passed. But I'm saying that if Anakin loses to Obi-Wan at the end of the movie, where he's probably at his most powerful, mm-hmm. how, does he, how does he beat Dooku? Who is much more powerful, obviously, than Obi-Wan, because he just like flicked and Obi-Wan fell over. So if he can't beat Obi-Wan, he's but Anakin Vader, be, he can beat he's Obi-Wan. Darth Vader, shut up. Yeah, exactly, right? So <laughs> That's essentially it, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> well, it's because he's Darth Vader. It, there's no... The storytelling's so weak. That mm-hmm. That's an example. The reason I'm showing it is because I just feel like that is a culmination of everything that I didn't like. It's simply because the way you tell stories and how you convey that to your audience is mm-hmm. so important. And if you if a person like me can just poke holes and be like, hey, this doesn't make sense, this doesn't make sense, then you've obviously not... Okay, continue. Continue. Okay, uh, the problem is I'm going to be poking little holes into everything you said too, so okay, it's not going to be like a giant, this is where you're wrong. It's all yeah. like little pieces that It's all right. This, this is the end of the year podcast, so we can go on a little bit longer <laughs> than usual, so that's fine. If you're still listening, thank you for being here. We're really glad that you're still holding on. <laughs> yes, thanks for listening. Here's two nerds talk about Star Wars. Yeah, pretty much. Here's three nerds talk about Star Wars. I'm here too. <laughs> I'm um, corner. Yeah, so back to uh, one of the comments you had earlier about the Trade Federation. Yes, mm-hmm. they were stand-up like a straw man. It's a big straw man. And that's, I actually thought that was a really good piece of storytelling on their part because they were the, the, the stereotypical nobody-wants-to-be-sided-with-them-no-one-cares-about-them enemy that was there for two, then three episodes. And the whole time, it was this ploy from someone else who you knew to who make was. him look good. Of but, course, yes. But it was the idea that he's using some outside source, which is just stand-up, like, no one cares about them on purpose, so that he can pull himself into a position of power. But he didn't do anything. For number one, it, I mean, apart from getting him into himself into the Senate, we're talking about Palpatine here, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it was just, like, overall. Like, he could get himself into Senate. That's it. He doesn't have to get involved with this Trade Federation anymore. Not the, just Senate, but becoming like a dictator, like giving, getting the uh, emergency powers as a dictator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that, that was him like pulling up all of his sources on, on like, oh, look, this is happening and we really need this, et cetera, et cetera. All building himself up out of this straw man useless army that was just cheap. I mean, to me, that doesn't feel like good storytelling. To me, it just feels like, well, that he needs to. You know, uh, how else is he going to do it? That well, he could be at the head of that army. He could be at the like a lot of most stories. And it probably would have been more engaging, to be honest, because then you would actually see your character doing something um, proactive rather than almost reactionary all the time. And you have like, oh no, here comes some Jedi's to mess up my plan. You 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 create this idea that he has he has an idea of what's going on and he's like manipulating everybody and doing it. Yep. But the actual manipulation seems so weak and so like I don't know, um, unintelligent. He's doing one plan to to do this whole thing. And then why does Dooku exist? Like, that entire plot, I didn't understand. Another scapegoat. Yeah, but why? To make them think he he was a Sith Lord. Couldn't... 
And then he just sacrifices Dooku and was like, yeah, I'm good with this. And then he dies. And then... He sacrifices Dooku because he's got his eyes on Anakin at that time. Anakin, yeah. But to me, it's... Oh, I don't know. It feels very... um. What's the word I'm looking for here? It's the one where... Forced? Not forced. It's the one where you do so much just to get something little done. That. Well, I suppose <laughs> that explains it there. There you go. Um, I feel like he could have achieved it in any number of ways. Instead of the one he did. Mm-hmm. But I have no problem with that as a storyline. Don't get me wrong. I'm not criticizing that. I'm just saying, like, I don't... Yeah, sure, that's the story. But how is that a strength, right? Because any number of stories have done that and probably done it better. Mm-hmm. You know, so where's the strength in that of the story? I lost some, I lost you somewhere along I that I think I lost myself <laughs> somewhere along that tangent. <laughs> I've um, just been kind of, like, in the back and forth <laughs> yeah, it's... There comes out that phone again. <laughs> <laughs> it's the idea that... I don't know, man. To me, the problems were not with the characters. Apart mm-hmm. from Anakin. The problems are not with the characters. And Jar Jar Binks. And, sorry, Jar Jar Binks. Actually, <laughs> the problems are... Like, story. What I know. Bad. Actually, the characters are kind of bad sometimes. But... He hasn't got any. He's not important. He's actually... Yeah, that's a point. No, wait. He, that he, is he, a problem. Yeah. Why is a character introduced for comic relief and nothing else? Jar Jar Binks is just there to be like, yeah, me, I say something, and that's it. He doesn't do anything for the story. I guess he was trying to, logically trying to recreate the the C three PO, C three PO, and R two R two D two. But they actually do things for the story. Y- yeah, yeah. See that that that's the problem. C three PO, C three PO, and R two D two are active, proactive characters. If Jar Jar Binks, despite his incompetence and annoyance, and everyone hates him. If he had actually done something... You mean, doesn't he get into the Senate? <laughs> that was the stupidest. I, I just... I was like, <laughs> that logic was actually, be damned. That was actually his redeeming point. What, the, the Senate? When he actually became serious and when made he joined a, in the Senate. Yeah, and that yeah, made and no sense. Because yeah. who on earth would put a character like that as your as your senator? It's like, uh, hey, Jar Jar. Yeah, where's the logic? Maybe there was a piece of... Uh, of, hey Jar Jar, like maybe you know, it was a maybe it was a, like pot, a bit a bit of a bit of a pot you shot at the you, you know you can't defend that you know maybe maybe it was just saying like he's not shy. some people will put anyone in <laughs> oh you know, please this, don't give me this okay no no pseudo no social. no social commentary no there. there's no commentary there he just shut maybe you know what happens I think because he stops talking basically after yeah. the first one maybe he just shut up and. And good things happen to him. <laughs> Maybe. The, who the, cares, who, actually? Who actually cares about Yeah, but exactly. That's the idea, right? Jaja in the first one is it's a primary example of why he's a bad storyteller. He doesn't exist. The whole point of writing a story, name one character in Lord of the Rings who exists for no reason. You can name them in the movies, but you can't name them in the books. Because I can't remember all the names in the books. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, actually. Oh. That's funny. Uh. But you cannot... <laughs> There's no character that is just irrelevant to the story. How about half the Hobbits in the Hobbit movies? Yeah, because the like Hobbit movies were not that people great. From the Shire. No, there could be a whole other rant from you, couldn't it? We we had that rant. Most of the people from the Shire didn't need to exist. And oh, a lot did of them you? were named. No, they were one? named only for a particular paragraph or something. And they, then in the very end, they come back again. Yeah, but exactly, exactly, they didn't persist throughout the entire story for Neither no apparent reason. Neither did Jar Jar. Jar Jar did. He started from the start of number one and ended up at the end of number one. Oh, number one. Right? Yeah, and yeah. that's a film, isn't it? Like, can't you hold one up as an example of film? So that's a problem. 
Like, that is an issue of, I think you can break it down and say why people don't like him. It's actually, beside the, the casual racism and the, and the funny, like, silliness of the character, people would have put up with all of that if he actually had story purpose. Oh, even if it was just a good character. I mean, Sometimes you can forgive story shortcomings, like, exactly. that person didn't have much of a point. But he was but a funny man, character. Though, he cracked wise. Like, it's so funny. Indiana Jones example. Indiana Jones is a great piece of humor and character. That's it. That's why he makes those films good. Mm. Right? Yep. So, uh, but we can forgive all the other shortcomings of it because of that reason. Because what there's, great, Shut there's up. great dialogue. <laughs> well, that's true. There's very few. There's great dialogue. The dialogue in those films are short and snappy and fantastic. They sizzled. You can put them on a barbecue and they just sizzle. But you, you can't need do the that barbecue. The they still sizzle. No, that's true. Um, they are the barbecue. And <laughs> they make meat. Um, and that was the point, right? And he had a little bit of that Obi- with Obi-Wan. And that's it. Like, yeah. Obi-Wan like, sizzled just a tiny bit. So that, 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 I think, is my main comment. Also, this has gone on for an hour and eight minutes. <laughs> Which often happens in uh, these three men rambles. Can I can I can I sum this up? You okay, can. if you would if you haven't yet and would like to experience the Star Wars prequels, I recommend you just play the Lego Star Wars games instead because the story turns into a nice bit of slapstick and you can continuously punch characters you don't like in the head, including Jar Jar. You can punch him all you want and he just comes back and you can do it again. Good, Luke. Uh, Luke, that's rap. actually a good comment. <laughs> Luke, wrap up, and you can be as long what as you want. What happened to our end of, what happened to our end of year wrap up? That's gone. Now this is just Star Wars wrap up, right? Now. <laughs> okay, wrap. Yeah, I think when it comes to Star Wars, it's very, it's very tricky because I've, I, I got into it so You're long ago. You're very close to the material. Well, yeah. not just because I'm close to it, because it was so long ago. Yeah, uh, I couldn't really imagine getting into it now that I'm very, very critical of everything I watch. <laughs> I'm not like I that. I've gotten, gotten to the point where, you know, you can't watch another movie without thinking, oh, well, that was terrible. I hadn't seen that before, you know. Yeah. But um, because I got into it a long time ago, I'm, I'm going to kind of generalize on this. Mm. Uh, I think the best way, that's definitely generalization, to, um, to experience the Star Wars universe is to not be limited to the movies. And that doesn't mean you Fair. can't just watch the movies. That's still viable. But if you're going to watch the movies, I think that's it, and it's by itself, and it's really flat and empty, then you're missing out on a lot of different things, mm-hmm. because there are really, really good writers, as I've said before, they're really, really good writers who've put in towards these series, like Jude Watson's done a lot of the Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan books, um, uh, Timothy Zahn has done a lot of the sequel books, and the other spin-offs from the side, side, along the side of the series, I would love to name all the rest of them, but I can't remember all of them off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many books around all of the episodes, really, and on either side of the episode and beside the episodes and and more. And they're all written so well. It's, it's just fleshing out this giant world and even helping the story, which by itself was a bit weak mm-hmm. in the prequels, for instance. So, but movies by themselves, it's... It's hard to get a good good uh, sense of the world through just that. Mm. So if if you're going into that, uh, uh, as advice for you listeners, if you're going into Star Wars fresh, it's definitely not just about the movies. <laughs> I think, but that, um, yeah, there's a really really good world that's been set point, up. Point, but they are movies 
prime out first and foremost. Yeah. So if you don't get into those at mm -hmm. all, let's say you're some kind of crazy person, you don't like the original Star Wars. Yeah. Is I like, not saying, but look at all these books that flush out the world. You're not going to care. Yeah, and for the majority, I think I think yeah, you can speak for them. And these are my. But if you up. did, mm -hmm. like, if say, yeah, yeah, like you didn't, you like the originals, you you didn't like the prequels so much. Then maybe check out the books. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. Well, it's not just about the reading because there's the graphic novels that are also quite good. There's cartoons which are also film and cinematography. Um... All the business. And it all, yeah. it all. I mean, if you're just going to watch it, then there's definitely some good cartoon and um, other yeah. animations. That's Clone Wars. That helps. Clone Wars is okay. I wouldn't have said that that was, except like yeah. desperately needed lore. Um, but um, yeah. So with, it's a good world setup, but the story's so-so. With my closing comments, I'd say that if you were to judge the films as films, I think the prequels fall pretty short, in my opinion. Uh, the originals were, were were good. They're not my thing. I think they're good films. I think they're well made. Um, I'm. It's interesting that you say that to check out the extended universe because with the uh, recent uh, film coming out and also the fact that the statement is that the extended universe has been erased. They don't exist anymore. So for those Star Wars fans who enjoy your extended universe, it's okay. None of it matters in the end. So that is the problem. <laughs> Well, uh, as enjoy, it, but that doesn't matter. Enjoy, that but uh, I hope it's good reading, but uh, too bad it doesn't matter anymore in the current law. Uh, we'll probably talk about the new Star Wars films whenever it, whenever they come out. When they air, that's right. Uh, we'll, as, we'll be, we might be on break. We will, we will be on break, and we'll talk about it when we get back, if we remember. Um, thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. This has been a very long podcast. <laughs> But what can you expect? It is the end of the year wrap-up podcast, and we just wanted to talk about things, specifically one particular topic that was coming up throughout the entire year, and we just wanted to dig in and wrap it all up, and that is the Star Wars franchise as not, a whole. Not to fear, it isn't quite the end of the year podcast. We do have another one That's in a right. weeks, but um, caveat, yes, this is our Yeah, caveat emptor, it is, uh, <laughs> we have one more podcast, um, and that is specifically for a guest, mm. and uh, we'll be talking about a topic, especially experiencing uh, a city, and how do you experience an environment and use that to, to flesh out your writing which is really interesting hmm. and uh, the writer is uh, Stuart Braun and he should be on and we'll enjoy talking to him uh, as to my co-host thank you Luke uh, you, it's been good having you on for the year I like the fact we're wrapping up so well <laughs> I still have another one but still thank you very much it's good to have you it's good being, good being on yeah Lucas thank you for filling in and being around and talking about Star Wars this time yay yay Luke, what have you got coming up? Um, I'm actually working on another review. I know I've done a few of those, but this one I'm trying to make quite interesting. So that'll the hopefully be... Hopefully Can I spoil be... what it is? Mm, nah. Okay, well... Nah, not yet. All right. <laughs> um, uh, if, you've look, if you've looked at my past reviews, they're mostly of games and some some podcasts and things like that, but this one will be of a game, so I'll give you a minor, minor spoiler. Fantastic. Oh, and um, where can people find that? Oh, they'll be up on thesoulshardchronicles.com. I'll probably tweet about it on my at the soulshard handle. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, catch you next time. Fantastic. Lucas, where Hi. can people catch you and what are you doing? Well, apart from playing with your mic stand that you need to stop doing. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> All those clicks in my audio recording. <laughs> well, then I don't, I'm a fidgeter. Yep. Look, I got the catch with a broken bit. That's bad. I'm just going to make it more broken. Yep. But 
Here's where you can catch because you haven't mentioned. I don't know if you've mentioned this at all. Joel, Joel and I started YouTube videos, um, a, a YouTube, uh, YouTube game review channel exactly called Level that you Two. Should not check out. Why? I mean, you you kind of should check out, but we're just starting. I think you should promote it, but you should make us super famous. It's not going to happen. Shh. And importantly, by the time this is out. Uh, the new issue of the Morning Bell will be very close to out, if not already released. The That's launch right. will happen. The launch is for this Friday, but this will probably not come out till at least Friday. Yeah, so Friday the 27th is the Morning Bell launch. We'd like to see you there. If you're listening to this and haven't been there, well, too bad. Yeah, too late. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You should have checked this stuff beforehand. I know, right? And it probably got mentioned last podcast, no? It did. Yeah, well, well it's all right then. Mm-hmm. Then, if you're a regular listener, you're not going to miss out. Unless you want to miss out. It's your fault. It's your Lucas, fault. where is your website? Where can people find where you? Where is it? It's mm-hmm. on the internet. It's on the internet. Ha! At LukesDeQuinzio.com. Fantastic. Thank you for coming into the podcast. And you can find The Morning Bell, themorningbell.net. You can also find me where I don't talk about Star Wars. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, com. YouTube.com slash the pen of Joel story analysis and my Twitter, the pen of Joel. So universal branding. I like it. Um, We'll see you on in the next podcast in two weeks time where it's just Luke, me and a guest again. We'll see you there. Great.